0: episode 462 of the pop culture roundtable the podcast that's got a literal ton of carls in this episode we talk about veiled fate ranking of kings and childhood books and the personal pain pizza i'm andrew sale
1: i'm kate carlton i'm patrick
0: hill so get ready for a pretty normal episode because it's time to get started
2: love you alfonso
0: kick off every episode by going around the table which is where we talk about things that are new fun and noteworthy about our weeks um but before we jump like too deep into this thing i think it's important to note that lauren sounds a lot like kate so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome our friend kate carlton to the show
2: uh, kate how's it feel to be here
1: Feels pretty
2: good. She was like mid-sip as yeah. you were asking her that. She question. is so <laughs> comfortable and confident <laughs> she's just drinking. She's yeah. like, uh.
0: <laughs> so I had a question for you, Kate. So uh, first of all, I'm so jealous that you have the sideshow collectibles baby Yoda Grogu behind you, life size. Um, that's pretty fantastic. Like I wanted to talk to you about it before the episode started, but I wanted the world to know, and the world listens to this. I wanted the world to know that you have that sitting behind you. It is super great.
2: Do you ever like just pet it?
1: Uh, not a lot. He's usually like higher up. I brought him down for this the show.
2: Oh, I see.
0: You were you staged things? Top shelf Grogu.
1: He's my and you brought him down, but he does have hair. Yes, yeah. like hair on top hey, of said. The
0: Do you mom. talk to him ever?
1: Uh, no. no. Okay. Well, that's he's pretty quiet. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, we are glad that you're here,
2: and we're glad that you're filling in for Lauren. Yeah, Thank you. I mean, this question can be for both of you, but do you think he or or they? I don't. But do you think they are cuter than Groot, baby Groot? Um,
0: you were asking me, and then also Kate. Or asking Cain yeah, and then also... Um, I make, mean, okay.
2: t- tactically speaking, I think uh, Grogu would feel better. But... Um, adorable... adorable uh, from the uh, Adorable in essence, which do you think is nicer?
1: I I think Grogu's cuter.
2: I think
0: Grogu can be cuter, but I also think that there are, are scenes of Grogu, like angles of him where he's not cute at all. And... I think I think uh baby Groot is always adorable. So I think if you're looking at total like number uh, or percentage of how how long they are cute or in the you know the full essence of it, I think I would have to give it to baby Groot. But if it was just a one to one comparison, like find the cutest picture of Grogu and the cutest yeah. picture of baby Groot, I would give it to
2: Grogu. I I do wonder if Grogu casually murdering uh, creatures by eating them maybe changes the opinion of how cute it is.
0: No, honestly, in those scenes, he tends to be a little bit, he tends to have have his cuteness is there in those scenes. So I just think that... Kreider um, says Gizmo is cuter than both of them. He's trying to say Gonzo from the Muppets, and I don't agree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to do. If we get done early, we'll do it tonight. If not, we need. If not, we'll do it uh, in, in the next show. We need to do a tier list for like whatever we consider this cute, like side character. We we need to do a tier list and actually rank them.
0: So, uh, my question would be: Do you consider Groot? Or not, do you consider Grogu a side character? Because
2: he's, I would argue, he's a main character. I, okay, he is, but I think he performs the function. Like, I, I think it's a case where they're kind of combined. Although that's such a large world that you have several people that could f- fill into that spot. So depending on the scene, like that helm might get handed off to someone else. But I, I think whenever it's like Mandalorian and, and Grogu, I think Grogu is still... He's filling in like a main character and he's also the cute companion at the same time. Sure, but th- is
0: Groot ever a main character
2: on his own? I
0: don't his think so. arm mm-hmm.
2: factors very prominently into. Um, I understand, uh, but
0: into Endgame, right? And it will yeah. factor into uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder, but. He as a character never stands on his own like whereas Grogu does like there's full episodes of that show about him and his journey so
2: like So you think Grogu shouldn't be included?
0: I don't think I would consider him a side character. Uh, he's I just think I think he's
2: doing both in, at times. I just think I th- he's doing I both. I think
0: he fills the role as the side character occasionally, but I think he is a co-star, not a not
2: a, you know, like a B-list but in fairness, it's harder for Groot to be a co-star in the an uh, like ensemble cast of sorts. That's true. Like if I mean, we saw if him, there's in it's, like always traveling with eight people or whatever. If we
0: is. saw him in a different scenario, then yeah, I, w- I would think he would have. But we haven't. That's my point. Like I think, yeah. But well, we also kind
2: of can't. Well, we could and we can't. Hey, Pretty Girl Twenty One, Groot for sure. Well, good because you may not be able to choose Grogu according to Andrew. Yeah. All right, Andrew.
0: Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so Kate, why don't you tell us about your week?
1: <laughs> My week. So, uh, not too much, I guess. I, I went to Disney, which was fun. Okay, uh, the you can't thing- say not
0: too much and then say you went to Disney. Like, <laughs> yeah, we get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know what we
2: get, but we get it. You're pre- you so, get saw Disney,
1: Mickey, whatever. he was cool.
2: Did you get to hug uh, him?
1: I didn't do the hug. No. Uh, did you
2: do something more aggressive than that? I know what?
0: Why did you specify?
2: <laughs> I saw,
1: like, I saw, I saw him on a float from a distance and waved. Oh.
0: Are you not a but, character person? Do you not like to? Do you not? Are you a? You don't like waiting in lines, or you just don't care about characters?
1: Um, I just it's waiting in line. I guess is more the, the thing. If it's a rare character, possibly, but I, I enjoy going on the rides or just like sitting around and enjoying the park. I don't understand mm. people.
0: I don't understand people like you. Um, going to I'm just going to be flat out on. <laughs> He's going to fight me. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to fight you. I think you're missing out. So like I, I it's up to you, but I think oh, yeah. like if I'm going I'm going to di- I am going to Florida in a few days. Like this made this oh. decision like kind of last minute and like I just need to go to Florida for a few days. And yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I can make it to Disney while I'm there because now we can hug Mickey again. And I will mm-hmm. I would legitimately to go to disney if i was only going to see mickey like that I is
2: yes i'm <laughs> waiting for your consent thank you i needed <laughs> consent. if you're gonna hug mickey are you a two pats on the back are you a kind of pull him in closer? It is. It is like, an embrace. Can you like rub your front on him a little bit. Like There's what's no rubbing the... of
0: fronts, but it is a full embrace. It's no like a side pat yeah. like ta. No, it's going to be like they're going to have to ask me to. Uh, okay, sir, it's time to move, yeah. move on.
2: Do both your arms go over both Mickey's arms? Do they go under? Do you do one above one under?
0: I go one above one
2: under. That makes sense yeah um,
0: we kind of both we, we we both know we kind of do the side tilt and we go in at, at the right kind of angle and we just kind of whoop and it's
2: and it's wonderful it's magical um so yeah. when you the go to disney like i think that's better but for me with my stature i kind of just hug everybody around the ears
0: yeah i don't <laughs> okay great <clears throat> um But, Kate, when you go to Disney, you are primarily focused on attractions. You were at Magic Kingdom, though, right? Yes. Okay, so when you go to Magic Kingdom, what what are your uh, top two attractions you must do?
1: Uh, Top two for me are Carousel Progress. Okay. And I also do Haunted Mansion. But I would also want to put a third in, which is People Mover.
0: You are an enigma to me.
1: Um, Hold on.
2: No, 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 no. She just named two of my top ones, so I don't I'm, think this is an enigma. It's,
0: the fact that you put People Mover as your top three, that's what's an enigma to me.
1: I enjoy like, it. Like Haunted
0: Mansion, 100%, <laughs> I'm with you. Um, Pe- uh, Carousel of Progress, 100%, I'm with you. Every time. It's just so funny to me that you, like you, I, I asked your top two and you're like, I have to throw in this honorary mention and it's got to be the People Mover.
2: Like, that seems well, str- I- strange to me.
1: I think like what the question have to do, like I always have to do it though.
2: Like, okay, here's a better one though. Go to, if you go to Epcot, you can kind of get an, get an equivalent, but better, which is that you can do living on the land.
1: Yeah. And it's L- kind L- of like doing,
2: it's kind of like doing the people mover, but with land. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: like,
2: with 30% more fish. Yes. And like vertical farming and whatever hydroponics. If
1: if you want to talk about Epcot, my all-time favorite ride is Spaceship Earth.
2: Boo! And you You, said that just—I'm just kidding. You really just like—you really just like keeping
0: it easy, don't you? Right? Like you are not you. I don't think you and I should ever go to Disney together. (laughs) Um, I think we can both appreciate our love for Disney, but I think we may have to do it at a distance because we have very different ideals when it comes to like the perfect Disney day.
1: <laughs> so I'm so, like, Andrew, let's call the people move. You're like, Oh, I want to leave. I'll be like, <laughs> no, we
0: need to go to, to big thunder mountain railroad, or we need to go hug I, see, Mickey.
1: See, I like big thunder though. It's not like I don't like those. It's just,
2: but you would pick the people mover over it.
1: Yeah. Because it's the less weight and I can sit on there and relax.
2: <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. Crider says haunted mansion, jungle cruise, monsters, uh, ink, laugh floor,
1: ooh, which ooh. is a
2: great place to go if you're hot. By the way, I am not picking in like my top one, but
1: I, it's I'm a not hot into day. Monsters Inc.
2: Um, and then Mackenzie said mine train, pirates, and then space mountain. Yes. Okay. Um, and then Hey Pretty Girl just said I'm at Epcot right now, and then she said, <laughs> "Ha ha, Nana Nana Boo Boo." Yeah. Nice.
0: she is at she is at Epcot right now. As a matter of fact. Um, she's doing, she's doing her walk around the, uh, the world showcase to get her workout in. And I'm jealous by people who can just go to Disney to do their workout like that. Like as much as that's really great for them, it makes me sad on lots of levels for myself. Hey, you're
2: in Orlando?
1: I'm in, uh, Tampa. So it's like an hour and a half, maybe two with bad traffic. They call
0: Tampa the Orlando of the West coast, Florida.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean we're we're it's grown a lot. Um because I've always lived class. here. Especially Tampa. we have we have Brady, so that's going Thomas crazy. Brady,
2: for those of you who are <laughs> unfamiliar. Uh Tampa Sir has Thomas like Brady. real housewives of Tampa coming out, right?
1: There's a there's a real estate show that came out not that long ago. With, like, Maybe million that's do- the one I'm
2: thinking <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's like million dollar homes and I'm like, what? <laughs>
2: like, do you live i'm guessing you don't live in said million dollar home no because she works in the same industry we all work in oh i see
1: but it's also like the with tampa like they're mostly showing st pete which is like to me not tampa it's a different city so they always do that and i'm like cool it's not tampa
0: well you have uh Becca in the chat just said that you, that the two of you should go to Disney together. So you have someone who is willing oh. to go to Disney with
1: you. Well, L- Lauren's going to go to Disneyland with me and I'm sure she's going to have a great time.
0: She's not.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> she's not because of you, just because she's terrible at having good times.
2: The whole time um, in creative South, she just had both her arms crossed. She was crossed
0: and she just, like, just like, constantly pouting. Scowling.
2: Oh it's my weird. gosh.
0: She had the most foul look on her face the entire time. Whole time?
2: Um
1: small.
0: It's hard to she'll tell you otherwise. And if you watch the footage, it'll look different. But we fixed it in post. <laughs> yeah, I'll,
1: I'll try to I'll try to keep an eye on her then see how it goes.
0: So besides going to Disney and that being just a whatever thing for you, um, yeah. what uh, what else did you do this week? Anything spectacular, oh. anything fun you worked on, any shows, anything like that?
1: Um well all the stuff I'm working on I can't really talk about yet, which sucks. Okay.
0: You are um, just like big, big Lauren. Timing. You are big just timing. like Lauren.
1: The, there is one cool thing. Um, I guess like the promotional stuff is starting to come out is uh there's a new card set by a small studio called Dino Damage Studios. Um oh. it's called Toy Box. So the cool thing it's like action figure toys. Um based on like your childhood so i chose of course to do teenage mutant ninja turtles
0: yeah you did
1: so that'll be cool and my promo shot's not out yet but it should be coming out soon and then Wait, what
2: are you doing with it? are you doing packaging or is cards no. that go in boxes or what is um it?
1: andrew knows it's kind of like the space jam where they send you the cards oh, and then you straw on them and send them back
2: yeah, They don't we... make action figures no the The company yeah they don't (laughs) yeah exactly they don't it's a it's
1: actually a fellow sketch card artist he started his own company
2: i see okay so
1: like he kind of recruited other artists he's worked with to get on it so and you do sketch
0: cards like you do them like they're going out of style like you have (laughs) a ton of sketch cards all across the spectrum um and we did have, we had the opportunity to work on the Space Jam ones uh, together, yeah. which was super cool and super fun. And yet this is somehow the first time that we're meeting. Yeah. It would have
1: fun if we knew at the time and then we could have just like drawn them together. <laughs>
0: yeah. We could have, we could have, uh, we could have live chatted while we did it and commiserated over it. We're, we, so you've done a lot of uh, Space Jam. You've also done a lot of, um, what's that other property that you do a ton of?
1: Oh, Marvel. Marvel. Marvel so are I, you are do the
0: most. Are you tired were you, when you finished the Space Jam cards? Were you tired of looking at, at uh Looney Tunes for a little while? Like were you fine to set that down and look at something else?
1: Yeah, I kind of was. Especially like I don't know about you, but I really sucked at drawing Daffy Duck. It's like really bad. I don't but think
0: I sucked at it.
1: I don't know. I I didn't like, I guess
0: I didn't particularly find him any more challenging than than The other characters?
1: I don't know. I just had like a difficulty with him. So I was really like hate Daffy Duck right now so that's like funny. and you know like when they sent the email like hey you want to do more cards and they kept on sending those I'm like no
0: yeah I, <laughs> I kept saying yes so yeah I do know I have 70 cards out there so I do know <laughs> what it's like to keep saying yes to that and maybe that's why I I maybe hated the Looney Tunes for a little while because yeah. there was so many of them that went by but you could have choose you could choose whatever characters you wanted so you didn't have to do Daffy
1: no, yeah, so I did less of him. I actually really got good after a while drawing the Goon Squad. Um, oh, I was you, did the, the yeah,
0: you did the Goon Squad. I didn't do any yeah. of the bad guys.
1: Yeah, so they were pretty fun. So, like, you know, after you draw them a while, I'm like, I got this. I got this character down. And then you're done. You're like, oh.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how I <laughs> felt about Bugs. I feel like I drew a ton of Bugs Bunny, and I got down to where I'm like, okay, I could I could probably draw him without reference at this point. Yeah. Um well, so other than uh, other than that, do you have anything you have anything going on that like any um, TV shows or anything that you've been watching this week?
1: So for me, I actually went to see a movie as well. OK, Um, and I saw the new Nick Cage movie, which is the unbearable weight of massive talent. So I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to see it.
2: No, but well, it's actually getting very good reviews, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it's like uh, Certified Fresh on Rotten Tomatoes right oh now. My
0: word. I do word. I'm pretty sure the sum total of all of his other films still aren't Certified Fresh. <laughs> so that's pretty That's pretty decent. Okay.
1: Yeah, so my husband's a huge Nick Cage fan. So I kind of went with him because I've seen some of it. Like, my favorite Nick Cage movie is National Treasure.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. 100%. So,
1: so he's in all the other ones. So... It, it was definitely, like, a fun comedy. I would say uh, Pedro Pascal was really good in it. And the whole time I just was, like, smiling, like, that's the Mandalorian, <laughs> like, <laughs> with everything going on. But And, of course, I like Game of Thrones, so I also had some um, O'Brien uh, vibes, memories going just on. Seeing, but... Just
0: seeing him out there with a, with no helmet on. Um, yeah were you disappointed in the Mandalorian when he finally took his helmet off and he did not have a mustache
1: uh I I wasn't really expecting him to have one.
0: Oh, okay I've only ever seen him with with facial hair I feel like and um, so
1: he did like some other like shows in the past where he, he's been kind of like stubble ish so I've I've pictured him without it but
0: okay. so no yeah, he, so he was pretty I'm, good I'm with I'm alone in that that sounds good <laughs>
1: Hey, you know, you have your, you know, your own imaginings in your head. So it's always interesting when you when you see the characters, you know, let's
0: let's put up a poll, Patrick. How many people were disappointed in uh... (laughs) deal? Okay, (laughs) you're not putting up a poll, are you?
1: I will. Here oh, okay. we go. Andrew. Andrew needs to know. New poll. <laughs> I just want to
0: know if I'm in the minority or if I'm in the majority. It just matters to me. You just want me to put, like, is think... Andrew
2: a minority? <laughs> yeah, that's the poll. The poll is, is Andrew a minority? I think I'm
1: just disappointing Andrew today. He's like, man. I guess I just thought we would
0: click a lot more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why? She literally is replacing Lauren. That's true. I guess I should have known better. <laughs> I would I say you clicked exactly better. as Aww. much as I thought you could click. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm just trying so hard, Kate. I'm trying uh, so hard.
1: I'll get you to like me, Andrew, damn it.
0: I already like you. I'm just trying to find common ground. <laughs> like, just he like... thinks your last name's damn it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, well... We're glad you're here. We're glad you're filling the space uh for Lauren. We legitimately couldn't have a better person to fill her role uh because as we've already mentioned multiple times on this episode and previous ones, you guys are synonymous uh with one another. So, um with that being said, who are you going to toss it to for their uh for their around the table?
1: Ooh, I have to choose. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Patrick because Andrew doesn't like me. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Well,
2: I think well. I think we all saw that coming, honestly. <laughs> Lauren would have done the same. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. This, there's several things going on, but I'm going to talk specifically about Netflix because I think it'd be a problem not to um, on this show and given what's happening. So let me catch it, get everybody up to speed real quick. Uh, Netflix posted its first subscriber loss uh, in the last 10 years. Oh, and this is my round the table. This is what I did this week, and what I did is I followed this news, to be clear. Um, Netflix posted its first subscriber loss in 10 years, and immediately, uh, and and they had projected that they were going to add something like 2.2 million users for the quarter. Instead, they lost 200,000 users for the quarter. And when this happened, their stock dropped something like 30%. They wiped off $54 billion in market cap. I mean, it's been crazy. And then immediately following that, they announced the cancellation of uh, several up and coming uh, shows. They uh, like several like firings of people. They announced the um, planning to run ads in the future. That that the time had come. They announced uh, cracking down on password sharing, which we actually talked about on this podcast a couple months ago. Uh, uh, this news just started hitting like one wave after another, and that hasn't helped. This the stock has stayed down because of all this, and so it's really begging this question. Um. well, <laughs> what does that mean for Netflix long-term? And then what caused this? Like, why did this happen today? And, and everybody loves to to weigh in. Me too. So let's talk about, real quick, why I think Netflix has put themselves in this predicament and if Netflix has a chance of actually turning this around. Uh, and I think it's a few things. So first, it's very important to note, um, yes, Crider, you're correct. They said that to film, Strange, at least for the final season of Stranger Things, that it costs roughly $30 million per episode to film that show, which is insane. So, frankly, they, they might be glad that this is the final season of yeah. Stranger Things because that's an incredible amount of money. Um, yeah, there was a, a big... I mean, Disney animation feels like it just got gutted uh, in the wake of everything that, that's happened. So, uh, the, the most obvious thing is, okay, they lost 200,000 uh, subscribers. Now, I should point out that because Netflix um, stopped allowing people in Russia to use the service that represented 700,000 people right there. So already it wouldn't have been a loss this quarter. If, um, that had not happened. If, if the basically boycott hadn't happened and, and Russian citizens were still able to use the service. Now they would have only added 500,000 users. Instead of adding 2.2 2 million, they would have still way, uh, miss their projection. Huh. By the way, your poll came back as 50, 50, Andrew. um, <laughs> They, they would have still missed the projection, but it would not have been a loss. And who knows if it would have translated to such a dramatic um, reaction. That said, there's still obviously other things going on. The, 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 the account sharing we talked about a couple months ago was already getting people riled up. The thought of commercials coming to the platform isn't a new thing. And the fact that they've so quickly jumped on it kind of feels like you're taking a turn a sentiment that's turning against you and then you're doubling down on things that you know will further turn sentiment against you it seems like a very odd wave of announcements to make it could be beneficial i mean if you don't change any of the pricing tiers uh, and you just literally add in a lower tier that has commercials then then that doesn't necessarily affect anybody but if you start bringing commercials into tiers that people are already paying for especially if they're already paying 10 or 12 dollars and then start trying to drive people to higher tiers. And I think that's going to have a, a really, uh, uh, an even worse effect on the, the platform as well. Um, so let's talk about content. I think we should talk about content first. And there's this question of, is the real issue Netflix failing content? Uh, because if you think back, um, I mean, we'll go back the better part of a decade to the shows that we felt like were hitting the platform. It felt like show after show after show was, uh, just this amazing new piece of television we didn't have, and it felt like you could look at at least their original series lineup. I mean, we're talking about when it felt like they had a dozen or twenty or thirty original series, not like it is now. But it felt like every one of those was hit out of the park. And then over time, you increasingly hear people complain about, "Oh, it's all garbage. There's there's nothing good. All all the best shows don't don't come on the the program, uh, the platform." And I'm not sure that that's true. I think there are still very, very good shows, and we still do get shows that are big hits. I mean, this year we got, for instance, like Squid Game was a really huge hit that came in on the platform. So we still get things that feel like they strike with the same level of intensity as the earlier shows. I think the issue we have uh, is twofold. One is is just the sheer amount of content. You have to imagine if you're releasing so many things that you're going to have, it's more of a scattershot approach. But I think the biggest issue is the issue of compression. And I think this is actually the biggest thing that, in my opinion, affects Netflix across the board. And that's the idea that if the metrics tell us that this will win, why would we take the risk on something else we might not? Okay? So, for instance, the metrics may not say that that new animated series is going to do well. But what the metrics probably say is that I can release another cooking competition show, and I'm immediately going to get you know however many millions of eyes, um, and so it puts you in a position of of why would you ever uh, risk more money for like maybe a really solid safe bet? The problem with that is safe bets don't turn into a severance. Like safe bets don't turn into these like these kind of like flashpoint shows. That doesn't happen. And Netflix seemingly wasn't built on safe bets. Um, so And that's that's the thing that I think also permeates the culture. So there's several insiders that have been talking about Netflix. And, and there's a story you'll see in Bloomberg about how um, uh, is Netflix driving away top talent? Like are people going to start leaving now that they've lost so much in the share price and things like that? Um, but the conversation has been that initially Netflix was the studio that... Here's money, take your dream, go make something of it. And now it feels like increasingly Netflix is the, well, if the numbers say it'll work, we'll do it. Otherwise, we'll cut it. And with that has come a string of insane uh, seeming decisions. For instance, you have a show like Glow that's well received, already approved, and they've already begun shooting us. It was season three or season four, I can't remember. And then you cancel it? Like, like these type of decisions oh, cancel have- Glow? Yeah. Yes, it did. They had already started filming the first episode that got canceled, um, the, the episode of the new season. So now we've entered this period of you can't really trust the platform to even just finish a story arc because they could get two seasons in and one piece of data looks good and screw all the fans. I don't, like, we don't care how they feel about it. We don't care about the quality. We don't care about this. If Boss Baby 3 is going to make more money than, like, politely fuck your show. And so as we as viewers, why would we want to get invested into a property that the rug can be pulled out from it? And we're watching that happen so many times. And again, I think this is an issue of compression. So what we see in the work environment, what we see in the shows that actually come out, the shows that lose. Now, from Netflix's standpoint, frankly, they've probably (laughs) – we kind of have to remove the the comfort of uh, COVID numbers where all these services got a big bump and now they're going to come back down to earth. Uh, And so maybe moving the fact that that was going to happen and people stayed too optimistic about retaining that growth. Netflix seemingly has tried to build something that feels fairly indestructible in terms of like a guarantee. But the problem is eventually people get tired of that because it doesn't create those exciting moments. Now, just because the general pop culture sentiment gets tired of it, doesn't mean it's not successful or or, or, or it can't continue to grow or sustain a company. So there's, there's no, I mean, the idea that, you know, people are already posting about is Netflix done and this, and that no, not at all. They're going to continue on for a very long time. Um, but with increased competition, with people willing to take the risk uh, with the fact that Netflix is seemingly doubling down on these safe strategies in order to retain what they do have. I do think that's going to further push them away uh, from the sit- sentiment that they had early on. And by early on, I mean, you know, greater than five years ago. And I think, realistically, Netflix is fully showing themselves to be exactly what they have been and, and what they are, which is just a large company, a company. that <laughs> wants to put more money in their shareholders' pockets every year, and that's the goal. Uh, so, anyway, that's uh, that's just the part I want to weigh in on. I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's the, it's the boycott plus... Uh, COVID optimism plus, um, you know, compression on the catalog side plus, any it's all these things combined. It's not going to sink the company, but I don't see the company ever creating those necessarily very exciting or at least that that string of exciting content that we've seen from in the past. I think we're going to see that more from the term "scrappy" is stupid because it's all a bunch <laughs> of uh, large companies fighting against other large companies, but I. I think we're going to see that more with streaming services that have a smaller piece of the pie that are trying to eke out a larger market share. I actually think we're going to get more exciting properties from those people for the time being. And frankly, I mean, as much as I haven't paid a terrible much attention to them, uh, HBO, I think, has a really strong sentiment, HBO Max, in terms of what they produce. But I think Apple TV Plus is showing itself to really be making some strong decisions on the streaming content side. Now, in fairness, they're throwing an incredible amount of money out of it. Just an amazing amount of money. Um, but it seems to be paying off for them, and hopefully that will continue. So um, anyway, all of that said, yeah, well, I know the glow thing was crazy to me. I love that show, and that's uh, frustrating. No more Mindhunter. Uh, yeah, there's just a ton. I was reading through like the list of like shows that were just canceled. There was one that was referenced that was set in Netflix's top 10 watch numbers, and it got canceled and not renewed for another season. So it's just it's wild. Um anyway, yeah, go ahead, Kate.
1: Have you heard about the animation stuff going on too recently? Um, because I was shocked they were gonna actually do a bone series from the comics and it got canceled, which
2: apparently is- that's been in the work at Netflix for three years now, I believe yeah. is what it said. And uh the the creator of Bone put out a tweet today which was the, um, if you imagine the Peanuts, the like, the pulling the football out from under you. And it was showing like Nickelodeon, pull the football. And then like whatever this other property is, pull the football. And then the last one was was Netflix. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he, he's he's off of it. They're not working on it anymore. Um, but that was something that was was very, very hyped, but it got pulled. There's some other stuff going on inside Netflix animation. There are some shows that have, like in the wake of this are being accused of lying about their progress, like where they were in like the production phase, or at least like managers lying about where they were. Mm -hmm. So there's like all this other drama that's unfolding specifically that I don't know if it's something that was like a known secret inside. And this is the catalyst to start outing all of it. Or if it's just, you know people started have started taking a closer look in the last 2 weeks and now all these other things or, are popping
0: up or Netflix is using it as an excuse to to yeah. to pull the plug on these productions right like there's a, yeah. there's the also, also the possibility that it's just not true <laughs> right like yeah.
2: you know, and i should be clear bone isn't the one that i think was the lying about progress um but the the point is like the drama extends far beyond we missed our subscriber numbers for this month. There's a lot of other things as well.
1: Yeah. I hope it doesn't affect cuphead. Cause I'd be sad.
2: Yeah. Cause they've yeah. already announced season two for that. Well, mm-hmm. season
0: two actually comes out this summer. So that's, Oh,
1: that's yeah.
0: good. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a very quick turnaround. I mean, there was only like six episodes, I think. So it's a bit more like a, maybe one full season and they're just breaking it into two smaller seasons. But, um, that shouldn't be effect. That was already in post production, from what I understood.
2: Okay. You know, there's some there's some other interesting pieces that it's hard to know exactly what their effect would be, because of the amount of content Netflix has coming out. I mean, it's a it's a just a huge amount. I mean, what is like eight? Is it eight billion dollars of content? Or it's like some wild number that they produce? Um, but because of the amount of content coming out, apparently shows aren't allowed to advertise more than 30 days in advance. And so when you have people that are working on these productions and they basically have to keep quiet until it's just a few weeks from release, uh, there are several creators that have started openly complaining about how that hurts their ability to even have a successful show if they can't actually do um, the promo run up, the standard promo runs. And so it's hard to know that how those things affect the show's bottom line and ultimately affect the viability of the show in terms of Netflix there's other just other really weird quality of life things that Netflix just um, – the how difficult it is to even browse stuff, search and filter stuff. They don't have standard category lists. There's all this other type of stuff that, that at times feels uh, anti-user, like in an effort to be so, oh, we just know exactly what you're thinking the controls actually stripped from you to, to navigate things in, in a, a, a way that's logical to you. So there's other things like that, that Netflix has, has refused to frankly look at. They've just seemingly made it more obscure over the last several years. Um, and that, certainly those things have, have factored into end user sentiment. But again, it's just a lot of things piled on top of each other. It's not any one thing. Okay. Well, there's your Netflix
0: news for the week. Uh, Patrick, are you throwing it to me or do you have some more
2: that's things?
0: it? Okay. <laughs> you had to think about it. Like <laughs> to really soak it in, soak in the question. All right. Well then I'll I'll round the bases on our um around the table. Um speaking of Netflix, I have been utilizing that service like a champ for the last week because I have been binge watching, binge rewatching Better Call Saul. Um I'm on the final episode of season 5 uh right now. I actually stopped watching it to watch uh Barry, which I'll talk about in just a second. Um but gosh, that show is so good. Better Call Saul if you have you watched that Kate? Did you watch Better Call Saul?
1: Um so you're going to hate me more. My husband loves Breaking Bad. Yeah. But
0: don't don't shrug your shirt. you could just say that you don't like don't shrug the shrug makes it worse it's just kind of like "Ah, no
2: magicians we know yeah (laughs) did you watch
0: the magicians no okay good all right maybe there is hope (laughs) there's there may be hope um but better call Saul (laughs) is such a good show like if you watch if you watched breaking bad and you were invested in that whole story. And then just to kind of kind of jump back and see all these pieces, and then the closer it gets to the final season, which just started last week, uh, season six, um, the, last, the last season, the closer it gets to it, the more the stories overlap and where you start to see uh, Saul Goodman and his story overlap with where we will inevitably end up meeting Walter White and their connection and everything. Um, I... It's just been such a a really interesting, fun ride. Um, And so uh, I've got to figure out. I don't have AMC Plus or whatever their streaming service thing is, so i got to figure out how to watch this season in real time because uh, there was a two-hour-long season opener last week, and then every episode is an hour. So um, if you know how to find that online, drop me a link either here or in in Slack. Um, Um,
1: I could tell you something.
0: Um, after if you want that's ominous that my
1: oh, husband's yeah. doing that sounds <laughs> yes. illegal Let's i,
0: I, I like i like your vibe you see <laughs> we're, we're gonna get there i believe in it i believe in us um so uh so better call Saul uh, so thank you Netflix you've worked like a champ for me for the last week uh trying to to rewatch that show it's been uh, so fun and so good but i did stop to watch the season three premiere of Baddie um, today, and that came out last night on release day. Uh, that came out last night. It comes out on Sundays. I totally missed that it was coming out. Um, like we were totally gonna watch it
2: together it. when you were at our, my house. We
0: could yeah. have, yeah. Had you yeah. texted me, we could have. We <laughs> uh, we uh, so we watched Barry today, and it's like if you. I'm not gonna say much because it's still very, very new. But I will say it it starts off in a very, very tumultuous place. If you remember where season two ended, um, and I don't f- feel bad spoiling season two cause it's been out for years now. Um, but season two ended with you f- with, uh, with, um, Henry Winkler's character, uh, Cousineau. A, yeah. Yeah. Cousineau, uh, Mr. Cousineau, the, uh, the acting coach, um, him finding his girlfriend's body in the trunk because Fuchs calls him out there and shows him, and then uh gives him the pin that Barry gets from uh no ho hank um and like the Czechoslovakian flag or whatever it is um and then he whispers something into his ear, and the last thing you hear in season in season two is him telling him that Barry did this um. And that's, I thought that's going to, that was going to be where we picked up, uh, picked up this season. It's not, we fast forward. And, um, so it's a bit of a dark, the show is dark anyway. It's a dark comedy, but it's a bit of a dark start for Barry where we see Barry at the beginning of this, of the show. And he's going through some really crazy stuff. And then the end of the show, I'm very, very excited with how, um, everything, ends in or starts i would say how how everything sets up for this season um something kind of clicks
2: there towards the end and so the, uh, the show setup feels as though you open your back door of your house just in time to see a tornado crossing your property line towards you and then Barry just kind of smiles like that's what it feels like when the show comes off like obviously this is horrible. <laughs> What's going to happen? Wait, did you then... see it?
0: Huh? Did you watch it? Yes. I thought you were saying that you were in your office and Mackenzie was watching it without you. No, I watched I... it last night. Okay. I was I was trying to tiptoe around things for your sake. Yeah, the way that the show ends Why is Why would definitely... I have waited? It's a great show. <laughs> I, I thought, I don't know. I thought maybe you were busy and you didn't realize that it came out last night. So, like, I I just didn't know. So- yeah, the way that the show ends is definitely like this like epiphany moment, but you have no idea what that epiphany means. And and then it takes a little bit of a turn right at the very last second, too, right? Like you think it's going one way and then it it takes a little bit of a turn. So I it's setting up something very dark and his his epiphany obviously something crazy is gonna go down in order for this to happen and I can't wait for it like it, like having to wait the next six days for that to to see that um, is gonna be excruciating so like, you did not
2: see what I posted in slack about Barry I'm guessing no okay.
0: Becca told me about it she's that that's the reason I knew it came out was because Becca met, met, uh, texted me and she said Barry's back and I'm like no, no 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 I would have known about that and then and then I googled it and I'm like Oh shit, yeah, it's back. She's like, "Yeah, it's all over Slack." <laughs> like,
2: yeah, and what here's that? what's great. Sidecar Donuts did a promotion with Barry and had three menu items. They had a, a That's why HBO. it starts with him eating a donut. They had an HBO Max like truck that was Sidecar Donuts plus Barry and it had the um the season three celebration was one of them. The butter and salt and the huckleberry were the, the celebration
0: three. one, was it sprinkles with pink? Yes. Because that's what he's eating at the beginning of the episode. He was eating a sidecar donut. <laughs> that, oh my so gosh. The, I love I this show. A
2: picture, I posted a picture of the van in our Slack channel. But uh, yeah, they had a sidecar donut cr- like partnership thing and they were out selling them to celebrate the start of the season. That's cool. But beyond
0: that to know that the donut that's in the scene is a sidecar donut makes me geek out in a way that I oh, can't yeah. as a lover of, of Barry and as a lover of sidecar donuts, this is like amazing. Like I, you, you can't have a better pairing than that. Not that they even go together, but just two amazing things together is yeah. is fantastic. I can't believe, uh, will, you haven't heard of Barry? <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know where you've been. Um, it's well, I know where you've been. Getting your masters and then becoming a, a human adult. Um, that's probably yeah, where a you've human been. Human punching bag, aka teacher. <laughs> yeah, being a teacher. <laughs> um, but uh, gosh, I'm I'm very very happy with it. Um, the other thing that we that we did uh, this week is our friend Jedi Robbies came to San Antonio or came to Austin and we went up to to Austin to uh, to hang out. He gave us um, some fun little treats. He gave us these uh, Disneyland AP magnets, which I need mine from you, Patrick. You put it in your pocket and you never gave it to me. And then...
2: <laughs> it's on my fridge right the now. The
0: other one is he gave me this. He, after months and months ago, of me talking about this, um, he remembered and he brought one with him from California. He gave me a cookie, a Speculo's cookie butter beer. And... Um, I was gonna I was gonna try it tonight, but then I remembered he's not gonna be tuning in because he's still on vacation. So next week I will I'll pop this bad boy open and I'll drink it um, on air. No, I won't because I won't be here next week.
2: Doesn't say so the, the question whoa. is, will you get will you get buzz from alcohol or from? Blood sugar first.
0: It'll probably be blood sugar because I haven't had sugar in two months. So, oh wow! Uh, it'll probably be like a combination of the two. I'm a lightweight anyway, but then I'm, when you add to that the fact that I haven't had like really any processed sugar in the last two months, yeah, it'll it's going to be a bit of a fun. So tune in for that. That's going to be fun. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much been my week. I, I did get two games in. One of them I'm going to talk about during um, my category. The other one is this guy which I have talked about briefly um Hidden Leaders but this came in and I am really excited to play this. Um this is the the one that um I got to participate with the the team that that created it in doing their uh, or like kind of launching their um character drawing contest or whatever while their Kickstarter was going on. So um Hidden Leaders I'm really excited to play that. It's a cool card game uh, where you're a hidden it's a hidden identity um, where your your identity is tied to a faction and you're trying to yeah. make a faction win or whatever, so anyway, um, I'm excited to play that. Uh, the cards look great, The everything looks nice inside the box. I'm so excited to to get that going. That's gonna be all for my week, which means that's gonna be it for all of our weeks. And so up next, let's head over to some master categories. It's the master category section. That's uh, when we talk about the categories we got the week before when we rolled our 20-sided die. Uh, we pick our topics based on those categories, and uh, and that's what we're going to do. Patrick, you rolled books, uh, and I'm actually pretty excited about your topic. So why don't you kick things off for us?
2: You're excited about it because you get to participate in it, and I understand mm-hmm. that. Um, okay, here's the thing with books. I've gone back and forth on this about, like, what are they? How do you get them? Like, what do they do? And I finally decided that. <laughs> what do they do? <laughs> yeah. I, I still have landed on the same conclusion that I've I've had since we started this show, which is that I, I just can't read. And um, so I was going to do something just wild and be like, I I booked this reservation and then just talk about something else. Uh, But before the show, we were talking about um, ways to actually get children engaged in reading. And by that, I just mean like the stuff we did as kids in terms of like reading. The things got us excited. And you both mentioned something that I had not heard of. And let me be clear. Although we joke about the fact that I was homeschooled my later years, and I was, I did go to a public school, first, second, third grade. Okay. So I wasn't, I don't know. Also known as
0: prime book it years. Yeah. Well,
2: I don't know what a book it is. So this, I'm basically turning over my category to you. And it looks like Kate specifically to tell me what the heck a book it is.
1: All right. Uh, book it was a good time. And it's where <laughs> in class, they would give you a list of books and you kind of get a choice and pick one. So you kind of do like this little report. They had like a form for you to fill out. Um, I'm not sure if everyone was different, but my teacher, they gave out like a form. You kind of fill out answer questions about the book. It
0: was like a te- like a, almost like a test.
1: Yeah. Like a yeah. test, a, but, written, you know, a written
0: form test. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure unless you had a evil teacher, they're like, okay, you get, you get, you get credit. You like, just had to it, show
0: that you actually went through the book. It wasn't like, it was, yeah. pa- it was pass fail. It was pass fail. It was not graded.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like, if you show some effort. I'm pretty sure your teacher would have been like, Oh, okay, I'll give you credit for it. So when you get like a certain amount of credits, you kind of work up to get a uh, free personal pan pizza with Pizza Hut. And you know, back then Pizza Hut was the place to be as a kid. It was pretty cool. You got the buffets, the dining service, the jukebox. Mm-hmm. I played some boys to men. The uh it was
0: pretty good. the stain, the stained glass, <laughs> uh the stained oh, yeah. glass um chandeliers yes. above your table. Yep.
1: The stained glass, and then the perfect thing was those red cups. It's yes. Like how those frosted red cups made your soda taste really good.
0: And they were so <laughs> thick. Like, those cups could not. I'm pretty sure, like, those cups could withstand uh, a nuclear blast. They they yeah. were indestructible cups.
1: They were made for if you uh, accidentally knocked it over. Yes. Definitely was Did ready. y'all have
2: Mazio's pizza? No. What's that? No. I think no. maybe I got a rip-off and no. didn't get Pizza Hut. You went, and I got, you,
0: we grew up in America. I don't know where you grew up. <laughs>
2: like, you didn't have Bookit. You didn't have Pizza Hut. I don't know what the heck your okay, childhood so wait, consisted of. How does Bookit... So this is not like the Scholastic Fair. Nope.
1: No. She That's a good time, it. too. That's a good time, too, because I that was when I got my goosebumps. So, uh,
0: so here's how here's how book it worked for me, and I'm pretty sure this was universal, so you can tell me if I'm wrong, but you would get this button, this large button, um, this size.
1: Like the Disney buttons?
0: Yep. Large scale button that you would wear, and there would be four or five like little spots for stickers. And every book you would complete, you would, each book was um tied to a certain number of stickers so if the book was a really short book like if it was like a goosebumps book or something it might be two stickers if it was a longer book you might get three or four stickers um really really short books like graphic novel type books which i'm not even sure graphic novels were on there but like those style of books you'd get one sticker every time you'd fill up your stickers you could go to pizza hut and they would give you a free personal pan pizza Um, and that's what, like, that was the, your incentive was to read as many books as you could over the year to get as many free personal pan pizzas as you could get.
2: Did either of you ever game this
0: system?
1: I got a lot of pizzas. I I I did get a lot of pizza. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You don't get to be the size I was as an adolescent, not taking advantage of the book of the book it system. Um, but I don't think I ever... I don't think you didn't I like ever
2: like make like counterfeit sticker sheets and things like no, that. No. no.
0: No, I actually the, read sticker, the books. The stickers were the stickers were I could maybe I I need to go back and look at them now, but like they were they were custom stickers. They weren't just like whatever stickers your teacher had. Like they, they were yeah. sent out by the book it people. So what yeah. you're saying it came for
1: the Brinks like guy. <laughs> I would actually
0: if someone can find me a book it button. On like eBay right now, just drop the link for me. I would totally buy a book It button for my board because I can't so believe I don't have this. So what you're saying,
2: we need to make the equivalent of like a, a a pop culture Book It, but we put like either series. Like for instance, for Will, he wouldn't have his berry sticker. He wouldn't yet. have his berry badge. Yeah. yeah, but he could. We could have like Ozark and like other. We can give stickers if you've like seen these hot button shows, and we'll put them on your. And then you just take them to a Pizza Hut and just tell them to give you a pizza. <laughs> I, th- it's but legit.
0: I, th- I think they have done some they there was some sort of resurgence of book it not too long ago because I think Cooper brought something home in in the ve- in that vein or something. Like and they still do the personal pan pizzas. Like Pizza Hut still does a personal pan pizza for kids if you go and order one. Um they don't advertise them. Uh and, but I remember that like the advertising for Book It was huge. Like it was, it was almost equivalent to like TGIF style promotions. Am I, am I wrong in remembering that?
1: Yeah. No, it was, it was a big deal. Um, then all the kids went crazy, like at school. It's like all we talked about, I felt like at the time.
2: Okay. So I've got several people saying that they hated Book It. Um, here's the thing. Who's going to make an enamel pin of book it? Who's going to take this and just turn it into an enamel pin? It's
0: gotta have been done.
2: There's no way it's it's been done. done.
1: My husband used to do pens and he said he made one in the book it style that said, I read for pizza.
2: (laughs) No, you should just make one that says like, it. And then just do it in the book it style. That one will sell really well. Does
0: he still sell them? Does he have any of them
1: left? Oh, no. Uh, we might have one we saved. Cool. I'll take it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Wait, where do you put the stickers? I don't understand. You just put them on the pen, yeah. On the no, bu-
1: oh no, like we just made a yeah for when they did it. I think they had like a sticker they put on your like button.
2: Book it is owned by Pizza Hut. This button says 20- 1988 Pizza Hut Inc. on the outside of the yeah, but maybe it was.
1: They're trying oh my to gosh, brainwash us. Can,
0: do you see, are you seeing the button right now with like the rainbow and the sparkles and you see how yeah, the, the stickers can't be counterfeit, right? because it's like the they're,
2: Pizza Hut bucket program. I
1: serious?
0: I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to buy this. It's fifteen dollars, but it's like to relive one of the only beautiful things from my childhood. <laughs> like it seems to me like that's that's a very worth it uh purchase like that's not for nothing
2: like i i think their stuff still looks nice like uh well it's definitely circled back around right like it it fits like
0: the current aesthetic for sure yeah but they still did a good job wow um but so you that okay so you're gonna parlay that then you did not get to participate in book it for one reason or other maybe you didn't have a local pizza hut maybe that was your your big deal Mm -hmm. um no we
2: had mazio's which which is like all the things I feel like you're explaining from Pizza Hut, but it was called Mazio's. That's all I know to tell you.
1: I never heard of that place.
0: There is a book it program right now. What? There is an active 2022, 2023 program, and you can enroll in it now.
2: Kreider said Dave Perillo Let's is enroll. actually <laughs> is actually has book it stickers. He does.
0: I'm yeah. I'm enrolling in Book It right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like my child, we're my child's a, in the car. I need. We're to, getting a
2: personal pan pizza. I just want the button. I don't <laughs> even care. Like I just want the button.
0: Um, but I have a student. I have a 12 year old. So like yeah. this, like. I'm gonna enroll Cooper into the Book It program, and then I'm just gonna get all of his stickers. <laughs> he can have the pizza. Like I'm, I can I can buy pizza now. Like I have enough money to buy a personal pan pizza. Do you? But think I do Book want it, one of these buns.
2: Here's the thing. This is great. Okay, if a, a parent is not gonna take their kid to get pizza and then not get something for themselves, right? Plus, right. I'm assuming you didn't come with like a drink or something. So what Pizza Hut said is. Our business sucks. We need to get. We need to sell more pizzas, kid pizzas. Those those take like twenty cents to make. Those are cheap. Okay, it's like a sponge with cheese on it. That's what it is. So we'll give the kids, like we'll put a little, we'll gamify it. Give Mm -hmm. them pizzas for free, and now we guarantee selling a pizza to the adults, selling more drinks, etc. It's like a really. I think that's and a smart business. And there's got
0: to be some sort of tax write off, right? Because this was tied to the education system. Like, there had to have been, like, government, like, Uh, funds that were that were helping fund some of this thing because like yeah they're they're applying for grants and stuff because they're helping kids read they were there were posters for it all over our schools like and you don't just get posters in schools like there's like there's red well i guess maybe back then it was a little bit less red tapey but for sure like they they had some cooperation with the local like education system for sure and I'm I'm really excited to see that this is still around. Their new logo was actually pretty rad. Like it's it's a just a oh. slightly updated version. Um but anyway. So okay, so besides that Patrick, you're going to parlay this
2: into a a topic which was what? Okay, so this is this is the only other piece. I just want to know your most memorable childhood book series because I actually as a kid did read. It just stopped at some point. But I was really big into the Hardy Boys. So I read, uh, for whatever reason, we had like dozens of Hardy Boys books. Dozens of them. (laughs) Dozens of them. I don't know how many there are. The little like blue books. They don't take a lot of time to get through. And I really enjoyed reading Hardy Boys. I think they were my brothers. And so I just took them from them. And so, so that's mine. But I'm curious from you two, what is like your standout? Either the book you read over and over and over, or the series that you just couldn't get enough of.
1: Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, for me, I would say it's honestly a tie between Goosebumps and Animorphs at the time.
0: Wow, mine was one hundred percent Goosebumps, one hundred percent Goosebumps.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I like the the ones he came out with later, where it was like choose your adventure. Um, like there was a Horrorland one, I think. And you got to like,
0: yeah. Choose I don't, which way you want to go. I don't remember. I don't remember whether I read those or not. But I'm like, they came out. I think slightly. I don't know how you old you are compared to me, but I feel like those came out after that was in my, like prime. Like I wasn't the prime audience by the time those came out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it it was a good time, and then I like the you know the 3D cover. It was nice. And what then was, the, the cover art was always on the Because point. it was the
0: it was the lenticular, right? For Animorphs, yeah. right? No, for Goosebumps.
1: Yeah. For Goosebumps.
2: Animorphs had oh no, Animorphs just had the frame. Yeah. That transition <laughs> image. Yeah. It
1: was like the creepy, the creepy yeah. transition. But uh I remember I, I really liked the cover art. And then I also I was so excited when the TV show came out. And like the first one with the, the mask, the Halloween one was so
2: good. No, I these I hated these. They're, it was terrifying to me. I would have nightmares if I interacted with any of this w- stuff.
1: Were you like had nightmares with Are You Afraid of the Dark?
2: <laughs> yes, I didn't watch it. it Linda Ellerbee <laughs> gave me nightmares. On, like.
1: So you're saying we should <laughs> go to <laughs> Halloween Horror okay, Nights together, like, Patrick?
2: No, that was good time. to me. <laughs> Do you mean you, you, you would
0: never have submitted something for the approval of the Midnight Society, Patrick? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
2: All of this stuff was so I remember on Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, I think that's the one where they had that like um so I know they had the um the doll that was like in the suit or whatever, but didn't they have an episode with this like blue goo that was like in a microwave and then like um Probably It was that just all- I don't know, it was yeah. scary. I didn't like it. I had nightmares about it. I didn't like the show.
1: Okay. That's fair. I, w- I want to take Patrick to Halloween Horror Nights now.
2: He, would, he wouldn't go. go. Like, he wouldn't, wouldn't go.
1: go.
0: That's the thing, right? Like, I in, in order to get him to uh, watch scary movies with me, we had to make deals with him. And exactly what he just did. This is what he does at Scary Movies. He sits with his hat <laughs> tipped down like this so that when something scary happens, he can just tilt his head down and he doesn't have to, like, close his eyes. Like, it's 100% he does that. Like, that's a true, Aww. true story. It's scary. Um, you either have to threaten him. You either have to like coerce him into watching it or threaten him of severe FOMO.
2: Those are the, so the only type, two things that'll get him to watch scary movies. <laughs> my brother's had goosebumps books. Wasn't going to read them. I went with the Hardy boys.
0: I'm old enough now that I know, I think I could read a goosebump book in a day. Like, I feel like I could just read through, I could just like sit down, read a goosebump book and be done. Like I I'm well versed enough with reading, but Back in the day, I remember that being like... To finish a goosebumps book, I felt very accomplished. Um, I felt like it was like an actual...
2: Like I did something. Um, because The problem it, with Are You Afraid of the Dark... Is they would have cliffhangers. They wouldn't always resolve the story. So therefore, the evil still existed. In your mind. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. You have a very vivid imagination. And I'm- you have a pure brain. And uh, we need to... We need to, at all costs uh maintain that level of purity
1: <laughs> I mean I'm right? I'm actually interested in looking and probably rebuying the goosebump series like just to, to look back at them and reread them would anyone
0: can someone tell us how much like I'm sure there's probably a box set now of all of them can someone tell us if there's a drop a link into our chat if there is something like that and so we can uh we can uh, all figure out where that how how uh, Kate can get those back in her in her catalog? Because I've <laughs> thought about the same thing. I thought about some of those books, some of the newer books that I that I feel that way about are the Spiderwick Chronicles. I don't know. Ooh, if you've I read. have
1: those. Those that
0: is a fantastic wow. book set. Love that story. Uh, that that whole all of those stories. It's just such a good and like that to me carried a lot of goosebump vibes. Not in not in context of story, but in how I just a a series of books that was fantastic and and I just went through quickly because I just loved the stories.
2: Kreider you... is a uh, kid detective in the same universe as Kid President. Sorry, go ahead, Kate. Carlin.
1: Oh, oh no. I I was just wondering if you've read also Lemony Snicket. Series uh, of unfortunate events. I've tried
0: I've tried um Series of Unfortunate Events, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, uh I've tried It's hard. Like I I There's something about it that just is slightly off putting to me. I might be more into it now, but I was trying to read it like at a stage in life where there was a lot kind of up in the air. And so I wonder if that kind of led to I was already feeling this sense of angst in my life. And so the mystery and anxiety of that mystery of that story didn't it wasn't an escape for me. <laughs> like it felt like it okay. was more of the same. So maybe now that I'm a little bit more settled in things, like I maybe a return to it would be good. But, um, I remember not liking, it cause it didn't feel fun. It felt, it felt heavy. Like I felt heavy yeah. to me.
1: I mean, it's a dark story, but the books are beautiful too. Like how the pages are torn, like on the edges, yeah. And stuff and like stuff like that and the, the imagery is really cool, like the drawings. Um, but I figured if you like um spider wit Chronicles, you might be into that. But another one too is like Percy Jackson. It's yeah. really good.
0: Disney owns Percy Jackson now though, right?
1: Yeah, they're like, gonna try to reboot it in a series. So. They just
0: hired the kid from uh, the Adam Project, which I'm super yeah. excited about because that kid is super rad. Um, But I've never never read the Percy Jackson uh, books. He's he's like Poseidon, uh, right? Or something.
1: Yeah. So if you like mythology, it's with that, but like a modern twist to it in a way. And um, I think you would actually dig it. It's not as depressing as Lemony Snicket. But
0: that's good. Because Lemony Snicket literally starts with the these two kids parents dying. Yeah. <laughs> and that's literally the beginning of the book series. And so. I mean, uh, that's
1: more Disney, right? So.
0: <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I guess that's fair, but I don't know. And then having to go into like the foster or they either have to go into the foster system or they can go live with this creepy, weird uncle that they know nothing about who has this mysterious backstory. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it just felt a little too close to home. Um, But. Well. Uh, there. <laughs> There is a box set of five of the books, but it's like the five that everyone knows, right? Like yeah. it's the uh, Horrorland, it's the Night of the Living Dummy, it's the Haunted Mask, um, mm. Say Cheese and Die. I loved Ooh. Say Cheese and Die, um, and then which one? Welcome to the Dead House.
2: Um, it's a five. Why book, would seriously. I read that? It sounds awful, but it's fun. Wow. Well anyway oh. i think that's enough of my category with that uh you know clever clip about uh um nope <laughs> hold on oh <laughs> <laughs> you ever think words but you say other words yeah all the time <laughs> I know you, like, do, Andrew. literally all the time i know you do all right so with that um uh Kathy, uh, I'm sorry, Crichton, Kathy Crichton. Uh, why don't you go next for us?
1: Kathy Crichton. Yeah.
2: That's close <laughs> enough, right?
1: Sure. I'll take it.
2: No, he's talking to me. <laughs> oh,
1: go Kathy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ka- I'm sorry, Kathy. It That's happens my to pet that.
0: name for Andrew is Kathy Crichton. Kathy Crichton, obviously. Take it, Katie. Okay.
2: Yeah, go ahead, Kate. <laughs>
1: Um, so I got future art, thanks to Lauren, uh, and it's kind of hard because I kept on thinking of, well, there's stuff coming out in the future, but I can't really talk about it that I think is cool. But I, I decided to choose something that I think is art and that you guys should see in the future very soon, which is called Ranking of Kings. And I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. It's kind of a talk recently. Okay, Um, yeah, you're talking
2: about it right now. So what is it?
1: So it's an anime show. I'm not sure if you guys are in anime, but it's not, you know, what you think of anime where it's all over the place. It's actually a really good story um, that was a manga book first. Uh, So it's about a boy named Boji. And he's actually a prince. And he's like half giant because his dad's like this mighty king who's like this giant who's conquered and is becoming like one of the highest ranking kings because there's so many kings in the kingdom in this kind of fantasy world, Um, kind of like Game of Thrones type fantasy, but not as violent, but there is violence. Um, So he is actually born death and he's supposed to be like the air coming up and everyone just is like mean to him and makes fun of him. Um, And it's kind of sad, but uh, you know, he's just always happy all the time and has a good attitude, even though he kind of knows everyone is making fun of him because they don't know he can read lips and stuff like that. So this is actually an animation show with beautiful art style in it. Um, And they actually do sign language in it too, which is pretty cool. Um, but is it American a, Sign Language? Yeah, it's American Sign Language. Okay, I think well, it's
0: like it's a Japanese show, so
1: it is, it is. But um, it's done in like different languages too, because um, I think right now the best place to watch it is Crunchyroll.
0: Yeah, um, I just pulled it up. All twenty-four episodes are available there.
1: Yeah. 34? So do you have Crunchyroll?
0: I've never been on Crunchyroll before. <laughs>
1: I've for episodes. certain
0: a crunchy roll i've eaten some a point. crunchy roll yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so i think that's a whole thing too where they uh they kind of merge together with funimation and beat them out um so they're kind of like the superior streaming platform right now but it's a it's a really good story um definitely kind of like an underdog story which i like um and if you look up a trailer of it, the art works really beautiful. Even if you're not super into anime, I think the story alone is something to get you hooked onto it.
0: I, I'm it's watching so, the first episode right now okay. on mute. Like I'm watching like the opening scene. And it doesn't
1: yeah. necessarily
0: feel like classic anime. It it feels yeah. softer than classic anime. It definitely yeah. has anime undertones, but um it's, it's a bit of a unique style. Like, it's almost yeah. like a, a westernized version of anime, even though this is a Japanese show. Um, yeah. Which is really interesting. It's It's got a different look.
1: Yeah, and as you go on, um, it, you get, like, interesting characters. Like, there's, like, uh, he runs into this uh, kind of creature that befriends him, who's the last of his kind, that's, like, from an assassin kind of, a clan um he almost kind of looks like um lucy from this enchantment um or enchantment i trying to remember what the name of that was but
0: no idea what that is
1: that's like the uh netflix show by the same guy does futurama it's like a oh yes 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 thing.
0: okay okay yes 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 i know what you're talking about now
1: yeah so he kind of has like you know that blob kind of creature s look like lucy has like with like the weird angles and stuff it gave me a lot of those vibes but kind it's of like like, sh- like almost like a
0: shadow feature a shadow yes. creature in that one he's a demon though in yeah, enchantment so, he's a demon this is just like almost like a scorpion shadow blob he,
1: <laughs> it's weird like they don't really explain exactly what it is but like they're just known to be assassins so i think they're made that way to be like shadows gotcha um and it's like there are really sad parts to it but it's also uplifting kind of like with a situation and how it goes uh and it gets kind of like weird in some parts of the fantasy elements uh because there are demons in it and uh, making deals with demons and sacrifices that makes doing that so, so who's
2: the, who would you tell um i don't know how much of our audience watches anime as it is yeah. so wh- what's is this a you know it like you're just going to love it, you know, or, or, or is there a certain touch points? Like if you like X, you'll like Y or like, how would you, who would you tell to go watch this?
1: I would say if you like fantasy um, and you're not into like anime, you can still like it just for the art style alone and the story. I think it's good to give it a chance. um, and Especially like with a lot of anime shows, I feel like they're all over the place, you know, with like very expressive characters that just yell random things almost like ADHD kind of like following along but this, this it, feels more grounded of, yeah it's kind of more of a grounded story um easier to follow I believe even though like there's very fantasy elements I think it's a good starter anime if that makes sense okay cool yeah
0: okay I like it um I would definitely give it I, I would I would watch it with the sound on yeah <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> i'll give the first episode, metric i'll, I'll give yeah. the, the episode a, a listen it, there is some there is some uh the deeper i've gotten into the episode i've definitely seen much more traditional anime vibes um than when it first started but i think the character design is what is different um yes. than a traditional um anime so yeah i would i would totally give it a watch
1: yeah. um
0: okay is that just me then or was it just me left yeah. well I got games and last week I told you guys I was gonna talk about a game and then my screen uh went out and I wasn't a or my camera went out and I wasn't able to show anybody so I punted that idea to today um there is a game that I backed on Kickstarter a while back and it's from the studios I IV studio um and I want to show you this game but first I want to tell you about the company uh the company IV studio is actually like a um like a multimedia company they do a lot of animation stuff they do a lot of um web-based application things with lots of really high-end clients uh they've done stuff with um i just had it in front of me they've done stuff with amazon for netflix for reddit bad robot logitech cbs nike um like some legit companies that they've worked on uh ui ux stuff as well as animation stuff but on top of that they have now in their arsenal i think three or four board games that they have backed on um, various platforms like crowdsourced um and so one of them that i talked about uh, a, a while while back was moonrakers um and that was their first game i think they came out with and then uh their newest game that i i actually ended up not getting only because i missed it <laughs> um i had like a reminder to get it and i missed the reminder and the game the thing and then that's uh mystic mischief or mischief yeah mystic mischief i think which is a fantasy based um uh board game where you play as like uh either like vampire, it's a high school where you had, where you're playing as uh, like high school or high schoolers, vampires or golems or zombies. um, And you play as like a little faction of three. Uh, And it's a really cool, cute, fun, original looking kind of game. So they have these, these, they have these games, but on top of that one, they have this game that came out just before that. And I just got it in last week and it's called veiled fate. And Patrick, um, I, I'm actually going to link to, I'm going to link to this, right now and then sure. again in our show notes but here is the veiled fate website all of their web stuff is fantastic They are a fantastic company um so here if you look at it in the chat um maybe if you look at it in the chat there we go uh, and if you want to check this out on the show notes, just hit us up in the show notes and you can see it. Um, but Veiled Fate is this game where it's a, a game of hidden influence. Not so a lot. There's lots of these hidden identity games, right? And this is, in essence, a hidden identity game. You play as one of, I believe, seven or nine demigods, um, and but you have influence to change kind of the scope of the game. If you're playing with two people or you're playing with six people, it doesn't matter because you're playing with all of the demigods the entire time. And so you will go around this board, and this board looks uh, amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you now. I'm gonna try to do this. I was hoping to have <laughs> my arm back to do this show and tell. Nah. Um, here's the ki- the Kickstarter exclusive box. It's real, real pretty. It's got lots of foil and uh, UV. Um, but here's the logo on the side, Veiled Fate. Um, absolutely beautiful game. Uh, it's for two to oh two to eight players. It's a game of hidden influence. Um, ages fourteen up. Play time um, an hour to two hour play time depending on how on how you do it. But inside the box you get this this really nice looking um, instruction manual which has like dyed edges. I don't know if you can see that, but like the edges are dyed red, which are nice. Um, and then on top of that, it comes with, uh, the punch out characters for like standees, but you don't really need the standees because it also comes with this beautiful game trays box with all of the, um, actual full, um, full miniatures, right? So, uh, 3d miniatures and they're all color coordinated to go with their, their um to go with their markers uh and then you've got essentially um the packaging you saw this patrick in person the packaging is like next level right yeah it's it's super good everything is so nicely done i don't know what you could do better no and honestly i that i agree here's the other game trays if you're not familiar with game trays they they are kind of the premier um, holder of things for board games, but here's the other game trays box that nestles in with the the characters inside of there. You have your deck of cards, and essentially, what the the, the purpose of the game um, is, you make your way around this um, uh, this map, and this map is like this essentially this this world that, that everything takes place in. Here's the the center of the map, and then there are pieces that go. Around the around this to make a large circle. Um, and I obviously this would be so much easier if I had two hands, but I'm making do. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you did. Um, but there's these different realms within that, and so like this is uh, I don't know what the This is the canyon land, so these are the canyons, and you can see there's areas marked on there for specific cards. Um, you also have uh, the forest realm which i'm trying to get out of this box right now the forest realm which has this beautiful yeah. like um the, the artwork actually reminds me a lot of uh help me out the the that wolf show on apple tv what was it called great great question do you guys remember the like the one with the wolves like with the the girl with the red hair and the wolves. Yeah. I cannot believe Huckery
2: did in the drawing board episode. Exactly.
0: Kate, how are you not answering this question for us?
1: I, I don't have Apple TV. Oh, okay. I know you're not,
0: you're not full walkers. Wolf walkers. Thank you. Kreider.
2: Thank you. You're um, welcome.
1: I, I'm waiting to buy a computer. Okay. Okay.
2: It okay. has the thing is the artwork on that board mm-hmm. is more stylish, more stylized and the colors. Let on because the colors feel very true to life. Yeah, I would agree
0: with that. The colors feel very natural And then this feels very stylized. I think yeah. thinking about Wolfwalkers, it it's that's a good that's a good depiction of that, right? Like Wolfwalkers has uh very realistic color palettes, right? Like you're it's taking place in forests and in these these fields and these valleys and things. Um, but the, it is very stylized too, like at the same time. And these are the mountains, like the mountains region. So anyway, um, the last kind of really cool one I think is, um, there's a couple left, but this is the, the pools and the abyss. This is where you get sucked in. If you if uh, if a character dies, it goes to the uh, the pools and it has an opportunity to escape before it actually moves down into the abyss, or it goes the other way around. Maybe it goes to the abyss and then it can move it make its way up into the pools and then back into the realm. Um, so, the way that that works is you uh, there's these quests uh, these quest cards that pop up, and in the quests, uh, depending on what characters fall into um specific areas on the map if you achieve these if you achieve specific uh markers for these quests then certain characters make their way up or down the the uh the point tracker around Uh the outside of this this map um but like i said doesn't matter how many people are playing you play with all the characters so you are actively trying to keep people from knowing what character what demigod you are so you might be actively moving other players characters in an effort to throw off who you are right like if you only ever tried to have one character profit then it would be really obvious okay you're playing as the this red demigod um but the idea is uh that you you play enough with it that that people won't know. Like you play all of the characters essentially. Um, and then everything comes down to fate. So there are these fate cards. You have either the feather, which would be considered um, kind of the the positive fate, right? Or you have the reverse side, which is this uh, scorpion. And you have these cards that you have that are that are front and back, not front and back. Well, one one set of cards is um, a feather or two feathers on the card, and the other one has a scorpion. And so, as each of these quests go on, every player gets to vote. They get to throw down a a um, a unanimous vote toward what happens with that quest, whether that quest succeeds or fails. And you can lie. You can say like, "I'm throwing down two fate cards," or "I'm throwing down one, whatever." Right? And so you're you're trying to to manipulate the board in such a way that it always comes out in your favor, but the fates are veiled. You never know who actually played what card. If you're, if you've played um, something like secret Hitler um, where there are these, uh, you know, these secret or the thing, right. Um, uh, Outpost identity. Yeah. 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 any of these hidden identity games where there's a voting process that happens, it's very much in line with that. And then the outcome of what happens with those fate cards is what determines what characters do what on that quest. And so, I there's a lot to kind of to be seen with that. The the company has done a really really great job. If you just search veiled fate um, and uh, and or IV studios on youtube they did a fantastic job documenting this they did so many play tests of this high-end play tests with lots of different camera angles um the company has done a fantastic job of of really showing um uh, how this game works and and it and it changes every time they play like different people and and it can go there can be a character that's like way in in the back of the pack and within the last couple of turns make their way all the way up to the front and it's it you never you never know who is who and it's what's what makes the game so unique and fun to me. So, I haven't played it yet. I was going to get a chance to play yesterday but Patrick never texted me. Yep, so we I didn't that. um so we didn't uh that's a joke. If you were here earlier on, you heard that Patrick told me that uh he texted me and then I looked at my phone. I had no text from him. So uh, it got lost somewhere in the abyss, apparently. It's going to
2: make its way. Darn you, Apple. Place. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. That So some games, I kind of have to just bear them. Like um, I don't necessarily want to get in them because of the, the feel that they evoke, but I know they're supposed to be good or, or whatever. This is one of those games, even having never played before, I just want to set it up. It just looks so nice. I just want to set it up on the table in front of me.
0: Yeah. And, and let me just give you an example, a physical example of what I was talking about. Um, these are the quest cards. They this won't make any sense to you. It's all symbol based. So you'd have to actually read the instructions to know what it means. But these are the symbol, or the quest cards. There's a
2: sickle. Cards. There's an eye shooting a lightning bolt. Yeah.
0: Um, there's uh, an omega symbol. Um, and then there are the fate symbols. And yeah. everything makes sense. This one's called Duel of Fates. Every quest has a title, which is pretty cool. So like as you get to play the game more and more, you you it
2: realize kind of looks like the uh oh an Ozark opening title card or something with those it, symbols. It really
0: does. It <laughs> yeah. really does look like that. This is the either the winner or the first the first player's token. And you can see God, it's got the lovely. feather and then the scorpion stinger. That's their logo. Uh is that kind of uh most you know almost complete so it looks like
2: a big crescent moon
0: yes it does
2: but But one side is solid, and the other side is a clearly a feather i'm gonna
0: try to show you this with one hand these are the fate cards um these are what they they look like right so you either you either have those uh scorpions on there or you have let me find one that's Or you have one with feathers, and these are the feathers. So they're white and black, primary, with gold as the secondary color on all of them. Um, It's a beautiful game, and I've watched them play through it several times during the campaign process. Uh, It's very, very fun. It definitely fits. If you've ever played board games with us, it fits that style of board game that we would all love. Um, And so uh, I'm very excited to play this, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, But it does look really, really pretty. So... I think you can actually go now that it's out. I believe there are some uh, local game shops who are actually selling this now. You can't buy it online yet, um, but you may be able to ask your 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 local board gamer uh, board game company shop. There we go. That's what we're talking about. Just game Jeff. Shop. Yeah, you go, Jeff. just go ask. Yeah, call Jeff um, and ask them if they have a copy of it. Um, if not, they can probably order one uh it wasn't super expensive. I did get the Kickstarter version, which has a couple of extra pieces to it, uh, including um, some exclusive quests that you only get and some age cards that you only get through that. But then it also came with this uh, enamel pin of the logo, which is pretty rad. Um, yeah, so not that's... everybody's going to have...
2: I'm not a fan of that color, but I
0: like the design I, a lot. I don't know why they went with red either, other than yeah. like they did red on the, the instructions,
2: but it doesn't seem to be part of the main like why thing. wouldn't you do a, a black soft enamel with like a gold metal or something or, like. or just the gold like
0: an, uh, an a uh, what do you call it like a uh what do you call it when they when it's like distressed we had this on our pin um when you go antique why don't, why don't you just have like an oh, antique yeah. like an antique
2: gold would have been super good and even like an antique gold with a white enamel fill would have looked super sick yeah like so it's, anyway. that red? and it's like primary red like it's like fire engine like it really yeah it is it's that's not my favorite but it's the, equivalent of not having a hex code and just typing in the word red, red.
0: yep just like basic red um it's a really heavy game too it's hefty it's got some some serious weight to it you could get versions of it where uh the figures are metal and they're colored metal which is cool um I did not go with that version you can get you can get sets uh like versions of the game that have like a a, a shadowed wash on them and you can even get versions of it where all the characters are hand painted um and that got into the several hundreds of dollars of <laughs> of tears and i ended up not doing it because uh because of how expensive it was so um veiled fate check it out Uh, ivy studios they do fantastic work uh i see in our chat uh will is saying that um moonrakers was super pretty um it is super pretty i haven't played moonrakers either so i guess to be fair i've never played any of the games that i have from them um because they take a little bit of time to and a bit of investment and i got both of these games at a time in my life where there wasn't a lot of that to be spared um but right now i'm very um i'm very ready to play these and and learn new games because i have several on my shelf um and the they are very very pretty so um check them out if that's up your alley and uh then tell them we sent you because that's put it up your alley You can find all of this stuff over at MOF1.network where you can find show notes and links to everything we talked about in this episode as well as an archive with hundreds, count it, hundreds Hundreds. of episodes where we've uh, talked to each other but we've talked to some incredible people some in- people that you can't even believe if you're new to this show there are people we actually have friends who are awesome <laughs> so go back and listen to some of those episodes because they know some really really great stuff um, and then you can support the show by going over to twitch if you're not watching this live right now you can go over to twitch and follow the show and then subscribe to the show subscribing uh, if you have, uh, Amazon Prime is very, very free for you. It's just an add-on that you can do. Each month, you can use your Prime subscription, um, and it throws a couple dollars toward the show, which is very helpful for us. You can also support the show by liking, rating, and reviewing the show. If you leave a review, we will read it on air. Uh, you know, it's um, we've said it before, and we'll continue to say it. Do that. It's a very, very... uh easy thing for you to do. And it does so much for us. Like, I, I don't even know how we can stress enough how important it is to get reviews, um, on the show. It's, it, it does wonders for the visibility of the show when people, um, comment on it and rate it. So do that for us. It's super helpful for us. It doesn't take very much time. Um, and other than that, I think it's time for us to roll our dice um, to pick our categories for next week. Now, I think it's important to note, I won't be here next week. I don't know if someone will be here in my stead. Um, I don't know if something crazy is going to happen, um, but I'm going to roll my dice. And if someone does step in for me, they will have the category that, that I roll. But Kate, right, so you,
2: oh. no, no, Andrew, you roll first and yours is going to determine the prediction. Okay, well then let me get my dice out. Um, Each week we roll the dice to figure out what we're
0: talking about. uh, And I've got my 20-sided die right here. And I indeed rolled a seven. What did I vote on? I can't remember what I voted. What did I vote? Oh. I just got got 11,665 coins. (laughs) You took my points again, Andrew. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so what does a
2: seven mean? Well, we don't know <laughs> because Lauren's not here. <laughs> Andrew and Kreider just split almost fifteen thousand points. Good job.
1: Uh
2: I
0: I've, I gave uh, three. I bet three thousand. So uh, well,
2: I'll roll mine. I got a nine and a two, so it's present. Whatever she tells me, a nine is.
0: Oh yeah, I should roll my four sided die as well, and it's uh, I rolled a three, so a future whatever. A seven is all right Kate all
1: right let's
0: see I have a 15 and a three A 15 and okay. a three so a future whatever a 15 is and so we'll uh we'll text Lauren tonight and she'll uh she'll give us the the rundown on what those <laughs> categories are um okay I think that's gonna be it for this episode Kate tell everybody first of all thank you thank you oh. for yes. stepping in and for being fantastic um, tell yes. everybody where they can find you. They can support what you're doing. They can follow you. All that stuff.
1: Um, you can find me at my handle at Hall Kate on Instagram and Twitter. Expl- I don't have
0: Maybe spell that out. Just spell that out because that's not oh, yeah. a normal word. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, K-E-E-L-H-A-U-L-K-A-T-E. Perfect. Hall Kate. Okay.
0: And go pick up uh some packs of Space Jam cards. Go pick up some Marvel cards uh and uh see if you get lucky and get one of her cards in there because her artwork is out there for all of the peoples. So uh yeah. take that in. And then you can I'm sure you can buy some stuff over at uh Gallery nineteen eighty eight, right? Like your some of your yeah. posters and stuff are are over there still as well. So Yeah. I know you sold out of some complex. things.
1: Yeah surprisingly yes I've sold out of something so. you
0: sold out of all your Christmas carols right like your yeah. Muppet Christmas carols and a couple of other ones so congratulations yeah. Um, you. but yeah thanks uh, for hanging out with us Patrick tell people where they can find you
2: at the rock on Instagram
0: <laughs> and I'm <laughs> at Andrew sale with threes instead of ease we're gonna get out of this episode for now though thanks for tuning in uh, for our twitch stream if you were watching us I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Kate.
2: I'm Patrick.
1: Peace out. Bye-bye.